Hi guys, welcome back to yet another episode of this podcast. I am your host, Dela Sabio. In this show, I will teach you how to work in your fullest potential, get closer to God, and truly enjoy your success. This is a place where we can be ourselves with no filter added and discuss those things that are holding us back from being completely free. Let's start the show. Hello, lovely people. Welcome back to yet another episode. You are tuning into the sixth episode of this podcast, and I am filled with joy just to hear that you guys have been blessed by the last couple of episodes that I have been delivering in honor of the Lord. I've been obeying to him and just speaking for him, and it's been such an honor just to hear the testimonies and the stories and the inspirations that come. I am humbly uh, inspired by you guys. So, Yes. So let's dive in. In this episode, I am talking about an important, important topic that I feel that a lot of people are not too familiar with. They they heard of it, but they don't really talk about it. And before I go into it, let me just chat with you a little bit about what's been going on with me. I know last episode I spoke about unfiltered journey, just using what you have to do, what you got to get done. And um, in that episode, I wanted to go straight to the meat. I didn't, I skipped the part on talking about myself because I really just wanted to deliver to you guys and focus solely on you. So I've been in a peaceful season. I really have, and I'm enjoying it. I've been resting. I've been planning. I've been progressing. I've been fighting at the same time, you know, because wherever there's progression, there's also a fight waiting in the corner. Like, hello, you ready? Let's fight. And I'm, I'm speaking spiritually. I'm not talking about natural. Guys, God is really doing a new thing in this season. He, I know that sounds cliche, but this season we are moving, we are accelerating. A lot of us are accelerating and God is looking for your yes. He's looking for your yes. But in this time, when he takes your yes and you really commit to that yes that you're giving him, he's going to transform you. There's transformation waiting for you on the other side. There's acceleration waiting for you on the other side. Yes, you're going to have difficult times, but you're going to be prepared because last season you weren't prepared. Last season you were immature. And this season God is like, okay, you're ready. You're ready for more. I'm going to take the milk away and here's the baby food. You can have food. Now you can eat because you're able to endure. The Bible says that tests and trials expands our endurance. And when we have endurance, we get stronger. We're warriors. We're warriors of Christ. We does this. We are made to war. We we are also made to worship. War and worship. War and worship. War and worship. You know, one can't be one alone. It has to be two. It's like... um. Bishop T.D. Jakes, in one of his uh, sermons I was listening to, he was saying we have to be able to battle and build like Nehemiah. Nehemiah was battling on one side and he was building in the other side. He was he was battling the people who was opposed to his idea of building back the wall of Jerusalem. And he was battling the people um, he was building the wall. 
So while you're battling the oppositions of the people who are the naysayers who are saying that you can't do it and the negative thoughts that are lingering from your past saying that you are never enough. Remember when you did this? Remember when you said that? Keep bringing memories to yourself while you're battling that you're also building. You're also building. You're also building the things that God has instilled for you to build within this season. You are still praying. You are still worshiping. You are still reading your word. You are still being still. You are still pouring into people. You are still sowing. You are still um, renewing your mind on a daily basis. You are still repenting. So Back to what Bishop T.D. Jakes was saying, we have to be able to battle and build. That is what we are made to do. War and worship, battle and build. War and worship, battle and build. And takes me back to how I've been feeling. I feel like in this season, we're stepping into a place where we are battling and building. And I feel my endurance getting stronger. Like the enemy is trying me like <laughs> nobody's business in this season, but I'm, I feel my, myself getting strong in that area. Like I'm able to withstand things in this season that I was not able to withstand last season. See last is last season. I would have, I would have ran. You know what? I'm out. I ain't doing this. This season, I'm able to stand and just stand on the word of God alone and allow him to be my strength in the moment when I feel weak. That's the hardest thing I ever had to do because I'm not used to that. I'm so used to reacting with my natural state. I'm so used to reacting with my natural mental state of being. I'm not used to allowing God to completely take take full control. So while somebody, I feel some type of way and somebody is saying something about me, they giving me dirty looks, I'm standing right there. I'm standing in the word. Otherwise, I would have caught an attitude. I would have been in my feelings. But no, you stand right there. <laughs> you stand right there despite whatever is going on. Don't get into your emotions. That's another thing I had to learn. Stay away from your emotions. Stay away from your emotions. Your emotions are not loyal. They will leave you real quick. One minute you're happy. The other minute you're sad. Then you're excited. And then you're you're like, oh, I don't know why I felt like this. And then you feel like it all over again. Your emotions are not loyal. But God is. God is loyal. He will never leave you. He will never fail you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will not, he will not lead you astray. So I've I've learned to flex that muscle too. My muscle of just laying on God, relying on him. Like, God, I don't have any strength right now to deal with this, but you do. So please pour in to me so that I can pour out, so I can deliver, so I can deliver with excellence. So in this season, I've been feeling just that. I've been feeling that level of acceleration. And I'm excited because I know that... um, God has taken us places. He's taken us places just like he's taking me places. He's taking you places. He has things in store for you. He wants greater for you. Whenever you are ready to give him your full commitment of a yes, you will see God move like never before in your life. But until then, baby girl, you you remain where you are and you continue to prepare for what God is going to do. Okay, guys, let's get this work. So the title of this episode is Invest in Yourself. And I wanna open up by reading a quote that I love. And it reads, the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. 
the more you learn, the more you earn. And that is a quote quoted by Warren Buffett. I love this quote because I'm all about learning. I am a truly believer that the more you learn, the more you are open to a lot of things, the more your mind begins to open, the more you are able to articulate in certain things, the more you are able to learn about different things that you have never heard about before, the more you're able to interact with different people from different walks of life, um, the more you're able to creatively flow. So the more you invest in your learning, your ability to know certain things and do certain things, the more you're able to earn financially, the more you're able to earn spiritually, the more you're able to earn physically, the more you're able to learn mentally. So it's not just financially. And that's what I initially thought when I read the quote, but it means everything. The more you learn, the more you earn, honey, like you're able to to relate and have a conversation with people from different walks of life, despite of their age, despite of their color, despite of their background. That's a gift. That is a gift. Not everybody can do that. So the ability to learn more will allow you to relate to people even more. And it will diminish the ignorance that society has instilled in us. Society tells us how to think. They tell us how to feel. They tell us how to dress. They tell us how to talk. They tell us how to pose in a picture so we can get likes. They tell us um, how to eat how to talk to our partners, how to raise our kids, how to get married, how to deal with the relationship, what to watch when we get home. Society tells us all these things, but the more you learn, the more you're able to to lower the volume of those voices. The more you're able to block out and discern, you know what? That's not a good idea. That's not too wise. I'm not going to do that. I am not going to do a hot sauce challenge. I am not going to do a cinnamon challenge, whatever challenge there is out there, because society tells you to do certain things, because what's going to end up happening is that ignorance is going to dictate what happens in your future generation. That ignorance is going to speak to your spouse. That ignorance is going to pour into the children that you haven't had yet. That ignorance is going to pour into the people around you. That ignorance is going to push away opportunities away from you. That ignorance is going to dictate on how you dress, on how you feel, on how you look, what type of hairstyle you're choosing, you know, what type of nail polish you're wearing on your nails. That ignorance will not allow you to go on the plane and go explore a different country because you're just you're unaware of of um that culture ignorance is going to keep you bound to a lot of opportunities in life but we have the power to learn so that we can earn more not phys- not only financially but in every aspect of our lives we need to understand that knowledge is power and that education is key that the more you learn and you don't have to be enrolled in a university you don't have to have an agree to be educated you don't have to be a college student to be smart I no, you don't have to do that. You don't you don't have to um, have a high school diploma in order to know certain things. You have Google, you have scholarly Google articles that you can look up informations. You have um, professors in different universities that I'm sure you can talk to at any time. You don't have to be a student to meet with the with the counselor. You have um, community based 
services around your neighborhood. You have a lot of resources available out here for you to just continue to sit on the excuse of I didn't go to college, so I don't know how to do this. I didn't have I don't have my master's in psychology, so I don't know the works of um, the mind. You know, like it's everything is accessible to you in your fingertips. You know, you can just go on Google and learn everything that you need to know. Now, with that being said, I'm going to share with you guys eight different ways to invest in yourself. These are you're going to invest in yourself and I'm going to show you how. Number one, manage your money. (sighs) Guys, now let me make it clear that managing your money is very important. A lot of us can attest to we want more money. We want to be rich. We want to be millionaires. We want to be billionaires and things like that. But how are we able to step into a millionaire state and we can't even handle the finances that we have right now? We have different streams of incomes coming on, coming in, but we can't seem to pay our bills. We're so busy on the material things that we fail to invest in our money. Now, Luke 16.10 says it best. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. In other words, I cannot make you a millionaire if you can't handle being a simplinaire. You know, you're living, you're struggling, living from paycheck to paycheck, but yet you still want to be a millionaire. Your mentality is not ready for that yet. You need to master the state that you are in now in order to move into that next level. If you are struggling with budgeting, print out a budget sheet, go on Google and search budget sheet templates, download it and write your your budget for the month. Do it monthly. Do it weekly if you have to. If you feel like you're really you really have bad spending habits, then do it daily. You know, look into your bank statements. Where is most of your money going? If you're staying at home with your parents, where is your money going? If you're working and you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're living with your parents and you don't have any money left at the end of the week, that's a problem. So I can tell you right now that dream of you of being a billionaire, it's not going to happen anytime soon because you have to master the state that you're in right now. So what you have to do is learn about budgeting, learn about budgeting. You go to your bank statement, look at your credit cards. Where is your money going? Is it going to Amazon? There's a quote that says a small leak will sink a great ship. So what does that mean? That means that if you're going to, let's say, for example, you're going, you love coffee. So every minute that you get, you go to Starbucks and you get your little $5 cup of coffee. And throughout the week, that's just something that you do. Like you feel like you have to treat yourself every single day. So let's say $5 every single day. There's seven days a week. There's seven days in a week and the cup is $5, right? So if we look at it, let's say seven times five, that's 35 right? How many weeks in a month? A average is about three, three to four weeks. So let's go with four. 35 times four. 
that's $140 per month. So you're giving Starbucks $140 per month. Some of you might say, that's not a lot of money. That's actually pretty good. Okay, boom. So 140 times 12. 12 because there's 12 months in one year. So how much is that? That's $1,600. So you're giving Starbucks on a cup of coffee $1,680 a year for coffee. Meanwhile, you can reduce this cost by buying your own coffee machine. Coffee machines in Target or Amazon cost about $20. Okay, 20 to 25 dollars. You go to the supermarket and you get your coffee and then you you buy the little um coffee papers and you brew your own coffee at home and you buy a traveling mug. And that way, you know, you're able to carry your coffee wherever you go with you. So I want you all to to take that same mentality and look at the where your your money is going. Are you looking in clearance if you find it? OK, so if you're anything like me. You probably on a clearance rack just because, because it feels good to get a good deal. If we don't have any reason to spend money, then we shouldn't be spending money. Like if you don't need to go to Target, if you find yourself just lingering around the aisles and then you end up with 40 things in your cart, stay away from Target. That's me. I Well, I used to be there and I, I've learned to come against that because I was like, this cannot happen. There's no way I'm going to Target for some almond milk and I end up with five books in my cart. Nobody got time for that. I don't need the books. I already have a whole ton of books in my library that I need to finish reading. So I want you to look into your bank account, go into the debit, go into the credit. How much are you spending? Are you being overcharged? Are there some bank fees that you don't, that you don't know about? You got to be aware of these. Look at your bank statement. Maybe there's $500 that just, you know, went out in a loophole and you didn't even know about. Or $5. It makes a big difference. If you're not claiming. And let me tell you. You can call the bank and find out. Look at your bank statement. And and call the bank. I don't know about this purchase. And be honest. Be integral. Don't be calling the bank and telling them. That you didn't spend some money that you know you spent. Don't do that. That's lying. And listen. Don't do it. That's just wrong. It's just like hopping on the back of the bus. That's wrong. You have a Metro card. Use your Metro card. Be integral. So if you're not from New York, the situation that I am referring to specifically is that over the years, there has been an increase of people that are just getting in the back of a, of the bus, that they refuse to pay for their fare and they just get in the back of the bus just because they can. And what I'm saying is that it's wrong because you see people, you know, coming straight from work and I see because they have their uniform on and everything like that and they're getting on the back of the bus so that's what I'm speaking about specifically I'm not talking about people who are in a tough situation or anything like that but even so if you're in a tough situation I still feel like there's a way out my thing is be integral be honest be responsible because God is always watching so that's what I'm talking about specifically if you're tuning in from a different state I'm talking about the dilemma of the MTA and everybody just loading in the back of the bus before paying their bus fare. Because I see people with their kids, whole shopping cart, with their baby stroller and their five kids getting in the back of the bus. That's that's not okay. Because we're telling our kids that we can mend the rules. We can break the rules. So when we try to correct them in their wrongs, we, we expect them to abide by our rules, but how can we expect them to abide by our rules as a parent and we're not abiding, abiding by the law? Yes, the bus drivers aren't saying anything, but that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. 
Y'all probably like, oh, why is she going off about some? It's not about the bus. It's not about the Metro card. It's about your heart. It's about being integral. It's about being right. It's about being an example. It's about being a leader. It's about being right. Be integral. It might be a little small white light to some of you, but it's still a lie. I don't care if it's big as a big light or a small one. It's still a lie. Why are you getting in the back of the bus and you work a nine to five? Why are you getting in the back of the bus and you got a whole unlimited Metro card? It's still wrong. The only the only time you will catch me going on the, um, some back of the bus is if the bus driver, if I pay my fare and the bus driver t- tells me to get in the bus because there's no space in the front or the bus driver just tell me to get in the back. Okay, I'm going to make it real simple. We are living epistle for the world to read. We are a light to the world. We are placed on this earth to teach people how to live their lives. Greater is he in me than he that is in the world. So that means I don't do the same thing that the world does. That means that I'm not conformed by the world um, behavior. I'm not conformed by what they say and what they do. That means that I know that my God requires for me to be integral because my God is integral. and He's a God of excellence. He's a God of honesty. He's a God of integrity so I am not going to bow down and and scoop to the level of the world and go in the back of the bus knowing that it's it is wrong honey all right moving on managing your money is very important and I'm gonna read you guys a scripture that um my pastor shared with me and which blessed me because I was like yo this makes so much sense everything that you need to know about money and investment it's in the bible I promise you And I bet some of y'all didn't know about the scripture. But look, invest in seven ventures. You do not know what disasters may come upon the land. What does that mean? That means that you should have seven streams of income. Seven streams of income. That's Ecclesiastes 11.2. Print it out, put it on your mirror. Print it out, put it in your office. Print it out, put it on your phone. Put it in your room. The Lord suggests for us to have seven streams of income coming in. We don't know what may come upon our land. We don't know what's waiting for us down the road. We should have seven streams of income coming in. That is the goal. The goal is to have seven. If you have one right now, you got six to go. If you have two right now, you got five to go. If you have three right now, you got four to go. The goal is to have seven investments coming in, having money being generated as you sleep. Understanding that the Lord, he says it in Ecclesiastes 11.2, that you should strive to have seven streams of income. Now, that goes to the statement that I firmly believe that the Lord wants you to live an abundant life. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what God has in store for you. Or seven, you telling me my daddy says that suggest that I should have seven streams of income and and the world is telling me that I should be okay with one or two who should I be following this is why I said we we living epistles for the world to read another a source that I love to um listen to and even dive into when I need any sorts of advice is Dave Ramsey Dave Ramsey talks about the principles of money according to the Bible. He talks about the principles of sowing, the principles of tithing. He talks about everything that has to do with money in terms of the word of God. And I love it. With him, I learned so much. It's so basic. Everything that we need to know about money is very basic. It really isn't tough. If you don't like, I don't like math. And I'm telling you, I'm take it from me, a non-math person. It's simple. and. Another thing about math, math is a skill. 
It's not a gift. It's not a talent. It's a skill. You can learn it. Anybody can learn math. Nobody comes out the womb knowing math. So if you feel like you struggle in that area of math and you, you're afraid of money and you feel like you're going to mismanage it, then you you go ahead and you dive into that a little bit more. Okay? So number two is eat well. Health is wealth. If you're not physically able to keep up with what God wants you to do, then you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities. Be sure that you are in tune with your health. Be sure that you are conscious about what you're putting into your body, what you're fueling yourself with, because your body is a temple, you know, be sure that you are, you know, being physically active in some sort of way. You don't have to be in the gym an hour a day. 30 minutes is enough. 30 minutes in the gym is enough. Okay. So don't, don't think that you have to kill yourself, get a fitness trainer, get all this whole wardrobe of gym clothes. No, just put some sweat, tie up your hair, put on some raggedy sneakers on and you go to the gym 30 minutes. Once that 30 minutes is up, you get out and you go back home. You're done next. And be sure that you're feeding your body um, the right foods. Health is wealth and you don't want to miss out on the opportunities that God has for you because you're unable to eat right or keep up because you're physically unstable. And this also leads into being mentally stable because whenever you work out, it releases dopamine. So it's it's actually a stress reliever. It's a lot of um, scientific uh, benefits to working out, but definitely it's it helps you physically and mentally. So let's work on that because health is wealth. The third is read books. Read books. I'm actually currently working on a whole book list, a reading list for you guys. And maybe in the future we can, you know, read a book together because I love to read. It definitely gives you a whole bunch of wisdom and knowledge. And I love this. It says, I, I love this quote that says, books can take you places you've never been and give you ideas you've never thought of. Right now I'm reading The Power of Being Broke. And it's amazing. It's blessing me in so many different ways. I learned that being broke is a mentality. You don't have to be there. If you if you believe that you broke, you receive it. And guess what? You're going to start operating like you broke. You're going to talk like you broke. You're going to act like you broke. It's a mentality. I don't accept broke, um, broke the spirit of broke, being broke. I refuse it in the name of Jesus. I am not broke. I am wealthy. Okay? So... Yes, read books, read books, self-help books. Um, There are a lot of amazing books. One of the books that I highly recommend is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That book is amazing. It, It talks a lot about operating in excellence. And if you're a leader, read that book. Get you a copy of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's absolutely amazing. It has blessed me. It's something that I am currently reading right now. And I truly enjoy because I've learned so much from it. it. He gives you seven different habits that as a leader you should be obtaining, that you should be operating in. So invest yourself in in some books and do it according to what you're interested. If you're interested in technology, invest in tech books. If you're interested in social media, then you read upon social media. You know, if you're right now, you're, you just solely focus on developing your spiritual walk with Christ, then go read some spiritual books 
in specific areas that you're struggling in or that you want to work in. Let's say you want to work in prayer. Then you go and you invest in some self-help books that will help you pray. A good one for that is Fervent by Priscilla Schreier. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing book for the, your, those people who are looking to develop their skills in praying. And also for those prayer warriors, those curse breakers, those cycle breakers. Fervent by Priscilla Schreier is for you, honey. You pick up a copy, you go in and you create a prayer wall, a prayer closet in your house, a prayer corner, a prayer room, whatever it is. But you go and you go into war for your family, for your business, for your mind, for your future, for your husband, um, for your past not to return, for your future generation, and just get it. All right? So read books. Books are important. So the fourth thing is attending networking events attending networking events that that aligns with what you're trying to do with uh, that aligns with your field so if you are interested in beauty school or you're into the beauty arena then you go onto um eventbrite and you look up some information on networking events that has to do anything in pertaining in that um in that field in in your city, you know, you search New York if you're from Boston, search in Boston. If you're in um Alabama, then you search in Alabama. So you go and you go on Eventbrite and just look at different networking events that you can attend. Even if you have to pay some money, invest in yourself and go in, you know, because even like me, I love networking. Everybody knows I'm a social butterfly. I am. I love talking to people and I love um, just diving into intellectual conversations because that's I love to pick somebody's brain and I love learning. Tell me something I didn't know. Teach me something I don't know because knowledge is power. Go to Eventbrite. They have a ton of information and a ton of events that are ongoing every single day near you um, that can enhance your business, that can accelerate your skill, that can show you different ways. Even if you're, I, I have attended so many different networking events and I've, I've met so many people from different organizations that align with what I'm trying to do. So it's just an amazing experience. And if you feel like you need some help with, you know, socializing and talking to people, you know, and take a friend with you. Um, and if you're feeling bold and you really want to just work on your social skill, then go by yourself and just wing it like just just go by the grace of God and lean on him because he's going to tell you everything that you need to know so look into networking opportunities they're actually amazing it just draws you to people it allows you to um relate to people who are in the same field as you trying to get to the same place you know doing different things that you can learn from and they can learn from you too so look into that opportunity the fifth thing is work on personal branding. All right, y'all. So this is, for me, this is one of my favorite ones because personal branding is so important. Branding is just the experience that you give to your potential customers of who you are. You're giving them a sample of who you are. What do you stand for in a professional way? So you're investing in your business cards, your website, your logo, your signature, so that when people look on your on your Instagram or your Facebook on your website, they know exactly what you do. Oh, I know her. She baked cookies. Oh, I know her. Yeah, I heard of you. I seen some of your motivational videos in the morning. You do that 
that group, that accountability group. Okay. So work on your personal branding, work on your emails. A lot of people don't look at emails, but it's important because if you an entrepreneur and you, you know, talking to clients and you a cupcake maker, you talking to clients and your email is sexy hot at Gmail. That's a problem. That also has to do with personal branding. If you, um, Let's say, for instance, and not only that, but you have a a selfie picture, a provocative selfie picture on your Gmail account. I could see all of that. I could see all of that. That's not professional. That's why branding is so important. You don't have a proper signature, you know, on your emails. You don't have a proper um, landing page on your website. You don't have a proper structure of what's what in your website is so confusing. I don't know what to do. Then that means that that is something that you have to focus on and develop so that it won't be a bump or hurdle in the long run when your business is up and running. And if you have any questions in pertaining to branding, feel free to reach out to me and email me. Next, I have on my list, another way to invest in yourself is to buy a planner. One of my favorite scriptures says in Proverbs 21.5, and I'm reading it in from the message translation, careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. So the more you're able to plan, the better off you'll be in the long run because you're able to put things into perspective as to what is it that you have to get done. It keeps you in check. It keeps you in order. If you are someone who is consistently writing down things and want to start things differently in terms of planning, invest in the planner. There are awesome planners out there. Amazon has a huge selection of planners that you can invest in. Uh, One of my favorite is Erin Condren. She's amazing. I've been using her planner since I was in college and it's just a life planner that helps me with my daily schedule it lays everything out for me so planning and scheduling is very important don't just win your week because you want to make sure that you're putting your time in the appropriate places that you're not spending too much time watching Netflix. So if you're working a nine to five, being sure that early in the morning before you leave to work, that you're getting some work done in terms of your dreams and aspirations, making sure that you're not just working a nine to five, but you're also uh, devoting some time into what you have to do. You know, if the Lord is planning for you to leave your nine to five and eventually branch out on your own in terms of entrepreneurship, then you, you, you consistently begin to work on your your schedule because your schedule is everything. Your schedule is everything. Planning is definitely good. You fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's Winston Churchill. That's one of my favorite quotes. If you're not planning, you're going to fail. Okay. So take some time, invest in a planner. Even if you don't have any money for a planner, grab a notebook and just start writing down what's your goal what should you do for the week what should you do for the month and just start dividing things until you get to having a schedule on what you are to do on a daily day basis okay all right so next we have find a mentor now let me make this clear you're you don't have to have a physical mentor that you speak to on a consistent basis, you can have a mentor and not speak with them at all. It is possible. Let me show you how. Find someone 
that is positioned in a place where you are going. Study them. Study how they speak. Study how they engage with others. Watch them. Read their books. You know, reading someone's book is a great way of understanding their background and understanding their way of thinking. I've been reading, well, recently this season, I've been reading Sarah Jakes. I read her first book, which was phenomenal. And I was able to understand her so much better because of the hell she's been through. She's able to prosper in the way she is and still battle and build at the same time because she's been through so much. Man, I'm not just talking about her having a baby at an early age. I'm talking about even after, you know, even trying to be that PK kid. Pastor Torrey Roberts, I didn't know I had so much in common with him. I mean, just his story about his dad and how he he felt broken because of that relationship. And he was never able to have that relationship that like he wanted with his father, you know, and he goes deep into it. And that, the book that I'm referring to specifically is Wholeness. And that book has blessed me. Joyce Mayer, She's awesome. I'm probably saying her last name wrong, which I always do, but I love her. Her books are amazing. She blesses me. Uh, Bishop Jakes, I'm always reading his book. One book that I'm waiting to read is Soar. I haven't read Soar. I pretty much read most of his books because um, I've been following him since college and I didn't even know he was like all Christian and stuff but I just love it because I I just saw him as a motivational speaker and I was like in those days when I didn't even want to go to work I'll just put on TD Jakes and then I'll just get all pumped up and excited so yeah find a mentor I consider Bishop Jakes to be my mentor I can't speak to him so I study him I study his books I look at his sermons you know I I am able to study the way he reads the word and articulate certain things from the word, though I'm never able to get it in the same way that he receives it. I can listen to him and I and I study that. I think that's important. So besides Bishop Jakes being an influential man of God in terms of breaking down the word of God, I also feel that he is a strong businessman. He is a powerful businessman and I am definitely inspired by that because not only are you delivering in the kingdom but you're also building the kingdom by using your influence to bring resources into the kingdom and using them effectively and not only that but you're helping people up along the way and I'm all about that so I study his business skills I know that he does so he wears so many hats and I love that about him I I love that he's a businessman and he's also a man of God and he's still killing it. So that's why um, for me, I consider Bishop Jake to be a virtual mentor to me. He is a mentor to me from afar. So yeah, find a mentor. Um, And in the scripture to help you with that is Proverbs. I love the book of Proverbs, y'all. The book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. I suggest for you to read the book of Proverbs and the book of Ecclesiastes. Those are one of my two, well, two of my favorite books in the Bible. I love it. I love it. It it has so much gem, so much. All right, Proverbs 15, 22 says, refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. 
So surround yourself around hungry people. Surround yourself around lions. Surround yourself around people who are roaring. They're hungry. They want to go to the kingdom. They want to build. They want to magnify God. They want to live their their fullest potential. They want to uncover their identity. They want to go places they have never been. They want to tear up generational curses that has been signed by their ancestors. They're trying to go somewhere. They're trying to fish. They're fishes of men. They're trying to draw people closer to Christ. They want to be living epistle for the world to read. They want to fight spiritually, not naturally, because it doesn't work. They, they're hungry. They want to get somewhere. They want to pass it down to their next generation. They want to write wills and they want to buy properties in the name of Jesus. They want to go out there and just show out and let God be God because we understand that we don't do anything on our own, that God is our greatest fighter. We have the greatest warrior on our side, the kings of kings, the prince of peace. Besides him, there is no other. He is above and not beneath. His name is Jesus. So with that said, a mentor does not have to be a person that you physically meet with on a regular basis. A mentor does not have to be someone that you are consistently emailing. It can be a virtual mentor, someone who inspires you, someone who motivates you, someone who hit the right places when you need it, someone who pours into you and teaches you things like you've never understood it, someone who educates you in different levels, someone who allows you to go deeper in your walk with Christ, someone who allows you to step outside of your comfort zone. So a mentor does not have to be someone um, that you can meet with, someone that you can talk with physically on a phone. It doesn't. It can be a virtual mentor. It can be a mentor from a distance. The last one is rest. This is so important. I am learning more in this season that you cannot pour from an empty cup. For so long, I've been pouring from an empty cup, not knowing that my cup was empty. I was neglecting my body and my mental state from rest. And I just was so obsessed with this idea of work, 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 get it done. I have to work. I have to generate income. I have to get it done. And until the Lord, he shut everything down. He was like, matter of fact, I don't want you to do nothing. Don't blog no more. I don't want you to take any more clients. I want you to just sit in my presence. Rest is so important. Don't let God shake up your world because you're so disobedient to rest. Rest is important. Give yourself space to recharge and breathe. Spend some time alone. Spend some time alone with God. Spend some time alone with yourself. No phone, no Instagram, no Facebook, no best friend over, nobody in your living room. Spend some time alone. No TV, no Netflix, no no disruption, no snacks. Well, you can have snacks if you want to, but by yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. You got to be sure that you are you are in the right standing with yourself in order to pour. Plan a weekend trip for yourself. Go for a walk. But rest, mama. Rest. Rest is so important. Rest your beauty. Rest your knowledge. Rest your wisdom. Rest your mental state. Rest your physical body. Just rest. Rest so that you can have enough to pour into people. You have to be able to recharge, recuperate, let your body 
catch up with your mind. It is possible that our mental state will go faster than our actual physical bodies. But you want to make sure that your body is getting the rest, the rest that it needs, the rest that it deserves. Okay? Invest in yourself. It allows you to unlock your fullest potential, y'all. And I'm going to leave you with this quote from my guy, Les Brown. I love him. If you've never heard of Les Brown, go on YouTube, watch his videos. He's amazing. He's somebody that I listen to on a regular basis because he is someone I can relate to. And I just love his word. I love his teaching. I love um the way he just speaks. He has a gift of public speaking, and I love that because I'm all about learning from intellectual people, and he's one of the people that I consider to be um, a mentor to me, okay? So he says, do what is easy, and your life will be hard. Do what is hard, and your life will become easy. Now, that's a whole word. I actually feel like, I feel, I feel like going in on this, but I'm not, I'm gonna leave exactly where it is. Okay. Do what is easy. If you're not being challenged right now in your current state, then you have to revisit some, some things you have to, you have to consistently be challenged by something. Challenge produces growth. Okay. Uncomfort produces growth. If you're not feeling uncomfortable, you're not feeling challenged, then something is wrong. You ought to check yourself because if it's easy, then life is going to be hard. If you're doing something hard now, you feel like you can't do it. It just don't feel good. You about to give up. Good. Stay there. Stay right there. As you continue to push through the process, continue to push through the trials and tribulations that you're currently experiencing, you will build endurance. So battling will become easier. Building will become easier. It won't stop. You will always continue to battle and build, but it will get easier along the way. The difference between being successful, and I've said this before in the previous podcast, but but the difference between being successful and not being successful is the people who are able who are willing to endure to the end, the people who are willing to stand through every trial and tribulation. It doesn't mean that life will be peaches and cream. It just means that you will be able to continue to find strategic ways along your path to battle and build. That's all it means. Okay, guys, so to wrap this up, I'm just going to go through the list one more time just to make sure that we are on the same page and that you got every tip that I shared with you. Number one, manage your money. Number two, eat well. Three, read books. Four, attend networking events. Five, work on personal branding. Six, schedule and plan. Invest in a planner. Seven, find a virtual mentor or a mentor. And last but not least, eight, rest. Invest in rest, invest in physical, mental, and spiritual rest. And that concludes this episode. Don't forget, you guys, if you have been blessed by this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. You are able to find my podcast by searching the De La Sabio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Podbean. And if you have any e- any questions, you can send me an email at DeLaSabio at gmail.com. I pray that this week will be a week filled with miracle signs and wonders for you. And that is all. I will see you guys in the next episode. 